Hello, JCI USA. This is National Membership Development Director Emily Nock, and you are listening to Howl Time, the official podcast of the JCI USA Wolfpack. This week, we continue our candidate series as we sit down with Miranda Williams of Mississippi JCs and talk about her campaign for national vice president. Let's see what Miranda had to say. Miranda, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Now, I know you're not a stranger to Howell Time. We've had you on here several times before talking about Shoot for Success, talking about connections you made in the JCs. Uh, but now we have the honor of having you here to talk about your candidacy for national vice president. Yeah. So why don't we start out, for those that maybe haven't heard some of the previous recordings, why don't you tell us just a little bit about how you came to the organization? Well, I was actually a reluctant member. I didn't want to join the JCs because my friend that was a JC, she terrified me because she thought the JCs could solve all of my life problems. And so everything I would go to her with a problem about, she would always say, oh, you should be a JC, like it was just going to solve everything. So she kind of terrified me. I thought it was a cult. And so I shied away for a while and eventually she got me talked into it. And um, I really enjoyed the meetings and, but it was just a very small chapter at the time you were put on probation if you had less than uh, 20 members and you could only be on probation for six months at a time or you'd lose your charter. And they had nationals had extended us because we were the last chapter in the state. So we just laced up our boots and we worked hard. And by the end of that year, we had made it to our 20. And by the following year, we had made it to 43 doing the shoot for success program which is the program that I'm a manager of this year. Um, So that was in 2011. 2012, I served as the chaplain for our local chapter. And 2013, I served as the membership vice president, which was my favorite position in the JCs because I just love the members. And then 2014, I was local chapter president. And 2015... We didn't have a state, so I was just the state liaison, and then I moved up to, or and then the next year, I was the Dixie advisor for our state, for our institute, and then um, it was that year, and watching all of my friends further in their JC careers, and then being in, in the advisor role, I realized that I wanted to go further in nationals. And so that's when I stepped down that year because you can't be an advisor. Oh, I stepped down the year after, but you can't be an advisor and um, run for a national position. So after that year was over, I said that I wanted to rebuild our state. So I went back and we worked, we started, um, Rebuilding in 2017, 2018, I stepped back into the role of state president and we grew a couple more chapters that year. And by the end of the year, we had just phenomenal growth. It was an amazing year in 2018. And so that really solidified that I wanted to go up even more. So then 2019 rolled around and working with the states and chapters that were just like me through Shoot for Success definitely made me decide I want to run for MVP and help other chapters and states throughout the nation. 
And you had some phenomenal success in Mississippi last year. Uh, I think it, it was, what was it, 600% growth you had? Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was 680% growth through the state. And um, we won best percentage. So Nationals back in Indianapolis awarded us with um, the largest percentage of growth, which was 680%, and the largest percentage of new chapters. And then, of course, we were a double-up chapter growth for my home chapter. So it sounds like you've served in a lot of different positions within your chapter and within the state level and even within the national level as a program manager. How do you right. feel that these, these experiences in and outside of the JCs have helped prepared you for the role of national vice president? Well, you know, and, and I really didn't know I was as prepared until I started making calls to the state presidents here recently and they started asking me the hard questions. And I just had to be honest with them. I'm like, the JCs have given me so much. It's time for me to give back to the JCs because everything within my career, within my family life, everything that I've done in the past nine years of me being a JC has really just, it's just grown me so much as a person. And now it's my turn to be one of those leaders that helps the rest of the organization. So do you find yourself thinking back to the advice your friend gave you when she scared you away about the JCs will fix that? Do you find yourself thinking back to that and being like, oh, she was right? (laughs) Yes, she definitely is right. And I tell her all the time, you know, Um, especially with me running, I was trying to get her to come to Texas with me and everything. And I was like, look, you're the whole reason I'm a JC. You need to come to Texas. And, everything and but yeah I mean and and I tend to be a little scary too when I because I am so passionate about the JCs and the passion can turn into a little bit of it it can be a little standoffish because we do think we get so excited when we start talking about the great things that the JCs have given us opportunities too that we never even thought about having I mean if you fast forward nine years ago when I was sitting in an empty JC hall with just me and my friend and some aged out senators. I would have never thought that it would have gotten me to this point to where I'd be running for national vice president. Now we are just a couple weeks away from the elections. If you are elected, what are your goals that you hope to accomplish in your year as national vice president? So my goals have a little bit changed since I started talking to the state presidents. I've kind of been polling them and it's almost just like a JC project when you start doing your community surveys and stuff. But I started talking to the state presidents and listening to the things that they thought they needed. And um, so there was several things that I would like to bring to the table. I was talking to president Parker in Iowa and he has a wonderful idea of 100 hours and 100 for our 100th year and I just think that would be a great program or some or somehow to put that at a national level or not even at a national level but just promote the idea to get chapters because that's really an easy idea to have your members give 100 hours within the year so at the end of the year we can set out this big nationwide press release saying look at what these JCs did for their 100th year in service. They gave 100 hours of service to their community. 
And so I was talking to him with that. And then a couple of other presidents um, from smaller states that are just like mine. And I know exactly how they felt because for a long time, Mississippi, I didn't feel like our voice was heard. I didn't feel like we were relevant to the national level because our, well, we didn't even get a vote nationally up until a couple of years ago. So I, I want to show that these smaller states, they are relevant. I mean, they're JCs, just like if they were from one of the larger states and they're still doing great things in their community. And I want them to be recognized for that. And I want them to feel like they're recognized for that. So the relevance. And then, of course, as the other candidates have said on their podcast, um, communication. I would love to start an MVP blog and have like the chapters or the state presidents just say what's going on in our chapters. Because sometimes we do get tired of doing the same events or the same programs or doing things the same way. And you and I personally know how many times we've been at a convention and we're just laying talking at the end of the day about events that our chapters do. And we feed off of those ideas and take them home. So I think it would be a great way to communicate inner chapter relations as well. So those are my three top priorities. And, you know, I've talked with both candidate Justin and candidate Jay, and of course all the other MVP candidates and our plans all really mesh very well together. I'm super excited for however this turns out next year. Okay. And now, of course, membership has always been a big issue because over the last several years, our membership numbers have been going down. If elected, what would you specifically want to do in the realm of membership to help us get more members and help grow our organization? Well, membership starts at the local chapter level. And I think that goes back to making these smaller states not feel like giving up because I was that state for a very long time. And there was so many times that I felt like giving up, but it takes that cheerleader. And last year I had a whole group on the XCOM that were wonderful cheerleaders for my little state. And so I learned a lot from them and their leadership. So I feel like if I can model what they did in 2018, these smaller states and even the larger states are still wanting to, um, they still need members as well. So I think it would all work if we just inspired these local chapters to not give up and just to keep going and the members will come if, if they want to push, give that extra mile and push a little harder. If you had the power to change one thing that we're currently doing at the national level, what would it be and why? I would have to say it would be, it would be somehow related to the cost of convention. And I know that's a touchy subject for some. Um, I did mention it to Jay on one of his calls and he, he totally makes a, a wonderful point that the value is there and I know the value is there. That's why I continue to pay the amount I pay to go to these conventions. But for a new timer that's never been, they don't necessarily understand the value. They just see us come back and talk about, oh, so much fun. I learned this. I met these people. And so I, I would like to see our conventions be a little more price conscious and maybe 
get the most bang for your buck. I would really love to see a project that all of us do at a convention, whether it be us hosting or cleaning up a park or working some sort of event together because every single chapter is always talking about the lack of manpower. And at that point in time, when we're at convention, you've got 200 plus JCs. And I feel like we're missing an opportunity that we could be going and, you know, we could saturate Corpus Christi by doing something as a group. And then we could make several newspapers of 200 young active citizens out in the street doing this. Even if we were just running around giving random hugs, just something to let people know that we were there. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something big and complicated, just something so we're doing good and making some kind of an impact while we're concentrated in an area. Right. And of course this year we do have a contested election for MVP. Um, so I've been asking all the candidates this. Why should our state presidents, our states vote for you over one of the other candidates? I don't know that it makes me stand out among the others, but I do have the experience and the passion for the organization. And like I said, it, it has given, the organization has given me so much that it's my turn to give back to the organization. I've watched so many great leaders and I have stayed in very close contact with the past leaders, with our past national presidents, past national vice presidents. So I have a huge support system there. So they've given me extra knowledge and that extra push. But now all of the candidates, they are so great. Like you can't go wrong for voting for any of these candidates. I'm just really excited to see where this group goes next year. And it's great. You're the the sixth interview that we've had on here with the candidates and all of your answers have been very similar to that question. Uh, it, it's really a great group that you have for candidates. It's going to be a tough decision. I'm glad I'm not the one that has to make it, quite honestly. I mean, but me I, too. I, if I had to stand up and vote, I don't know. Because they're all, we've been in a group chat, just like talking and pepping each other up. And I mean, it, it it's going to be really hard to see one of us not be in it. But I know, because we've all talked about it, that we're still going to keep that other person involved somehow or another. Um, even if it's just to stay in a group chat or something, I mean, I obviously don't know what positions will be appointed to where, but, um, I, I full believe that whoever doesn't make it will have some role next year, whether it be a support role or one of the program managers or something, because the, the group is just working too well together as it is now. So if you're not elected, Will we still see Miranda Williams in some position in the national board? I would like to say I hope so. Um, I, I mean, we have talked, we've had conversations about it, and I would like to say I hope so. Um, but I will just wait and see where, because I want the correct JC to be put in the right position. And if this, the organization doesn't feel like that it's me for national vice president, there is still a fit for me somewhere. And I'll be okay with that. I'll be able to lay my head down at night because I gave it my best go. And Miranda, where can people go to find out more information about you and your campaign? 
I do have a Facebook page, um, Miranda Williams candidate for MVP, JCI USA. And then um, they can call me on my cell phone, 601-467-9011. I've emailed most of, I believe, all of the state presidents, but they can forward it to their chapter presidents and local exec teams. I'd be willing to talk to any of them. If they haven't ever met me, I'm a talker, so be prepared. (laughs) But you don't have an accent, right? No, I don't have an accent. Everybody else talks funny. (laughs) anything else that you want to add about your campaign about your time in the jc's no i'm just excited for us all to catch the spirit in 2020 and just one final ask of the night and as you are well aware from being on here before it's how we end all of our podcasts and even though you've done it before you gotta do it again so we're just gonna judge a little bit more harshly on it well i feel like i should be even more judged even harder because i just came back from spending a weekend with the wolf pack in michigan too so now i feel a lot of pressure yeah the the pressure's on and and this could be the deciding factor on if you make it as a national vice president or not oh i'm so unprepared all right here we go Perfect. That was fantastic, Miranda. Michigan will be very proud of you. (laughs) I hope so, because I have to go back and see them in a few months. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Everybody, if you hadn't had a chance to get to reach out to Miranda, reach out to her, find out more about her campaign, and we will see you all in Texas in just a few short weeks. JCI USA. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Howl Time. Remember, registration is still open for our annual meeting in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's going to be an amazing time. We're, of course, going to have our elections that we've been discussing these past couple weeks. In addition, we're going to have some amazing trainings, some great opportunities to network and meet JCs from across the country, and of course, our 10 Outstanding Young Americans Gala, which is something you do not want to miss. For more information on the annual meeting, you can visit us on our website, www.jciusa.org, or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash jciusa. And if you want any more information on our podcast or anything membership related, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me by email at enock, that's E-N-O-C-K, at jciusa.org. Until next time, JCI USA, I'll howl at you later. <laughs> <laughs>